0: And thus, in a three-strikes-you're-out world, Sports Voice After Dark now has two strikes against it. It's 5 a.m. and I'm on the radio. When a long train of abuses and usurpations, pursuing invariably the same object, evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism.
1: It is their right, it is their duty, to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. And I'm not gonna tell you that I'm over no, People it. don't talk that way anymore. Cause I think about it every night, I'm not so bere- I've decided to come out of retirement, it sounds crazy to say, uh, to join the galaxy to play for the rest of the season. where the fun begins.
2: Taylor, if you're listening, you won't be disappointed today. Welcome on in, everybody, to Sports Voice After Dark. I'm Zach Wingrove, the new producer. We are in Season 7. I can't believe we made it this far, guys. Amit Malik and Austin Miller did a great job, as your previous two, somehow keeping the show on the rails. We got two strikes against us on the FCC. We will try our best to not get a third during these next couple of seasons. But I'm lucky to be joined today by Henry Damore and Noah Kaufman. Guys, how are we doing today?
0: Good. Yeah, Yeah. happy to be back in the swing of things. Uh, Yeah. Doing well, yeah, Zach. As long as you stay away
1: from
2: Taylor Swift, we should be good on those uh, mm-hmm. copyright strikes. We we will definitely try our best to stay away from Taylor Swift until we get on the live uh, radio waves of Chicago, of, of course, course. And then it's fair game. So Taylor, we know you're listening. Just be ready for that. Uh, but we had an exciting show today. It's a busy time of year. College basketball season's wrapping up. Baseball season has started. We are going to uh, get to our preview today and break down to, uh, the MLB season, and also the Masters is coming up. You may have forgotten about golf, but it is coming fast, so we are going to give you all our tips on uh, who to look out for during the Masters this year. So let's jump right into things. Uh, college basketball, the the season wrapped up this, this weekend with Villanova beating Michigan in the national championship game. Henry, I know you're a big Michigan fan. You followed Michigan closely. Your thoughts just on the run they made, and uh, that we're recording this on a Tuesday, but the
0: outcome on mm-hmm. Monday night. Yeah, well, I mean, it it was it was cool to see Michigan's run this year. I think undeniably they had an awesome run, um, and they were fun to watch. They had obviously an easy path to the to the finals. I think that was a a talked about thing, but um, you know, a couple of a couple missed, a couple made free throws here and there. They didn't even get out of that game against Houston. So, I mean, it was it was entertaining as entertaining a run as uh, as I could have hoped for. Michigan's last loss before Villanova was to Northwestern, um, which is pretty insane to think about. Um, the same thing happened last year someone on Twitter pointed that out um, but like yeah same thing happened last year they lost to Northwestern in the buzzer beater and they went on this crazy run in the Big Ten tournament and lost um, in the actual NCAA tournament but um, I mean I'm excited for the future I don't know if you know um, if even if Mo Wagner decides to leave I think they have a few pieces in place uh, Matthews the former Kentucky transfer I, just, I got to reading about him because I didn't know really who he was because you know I, I split time between Northwestern and Michigan basketball but then my dad mentioned like oh Matthews he used to be like he was one of Calipari's like five star guys and I'm like Really? So I read a bunch about him. He's got an awesome story, too. And he's and then, a stud.
1: Yeah, and he's a local kid, too. But Charles Matthews went to St. Rita. I think Northwestern did try to recruit him. I mean, any kid that goes to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not much shot for Northwestern, especially in those days. But, yeah, I mean, I remember I, – I grew up in Chicago. I remember watching him – or not necessarily – I watched, like, one game. But it was him and Brunson coming up at the same time in St. Rita and uh, Stevenson. They didn't actually play each other, I don't think, which is too bad. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those two guys the same year in, in school, both, both juniors – um, although I think does Matthews have two more years of eligibility because of the transfer? I think, you I, might, I
0: think he's got two more. If see, yeah, so but sure. him
1: and Jalen, they're, they're the same year and those are the top two prospects coming out of Chicago. So it's kind of cool to see them meet uh, the top two prospects in Illinois their year both coming out of the Chicago area. It's kind of cool to see them meet in the uh, in the finals this year. That's pretty cool thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. and you mentioned Jalen Brunson, obviously the talk of the tournaments. Uh, he was a talk of Villanova at least heading into that game, but he wasn't the one who dominated we saw it. Dante DiVincenzo really just take over I know this isn't the first time we see it it kind of reminded me of Spike Albrecht a couple of years ago in a much greater scale I mean Spike only had about 17 that game and then he kind of cooled off in the second half Dante DiVincenzo just kept it up and I mean that was kind of the story of the tournament for Villanova just absolutely dominated the whole way through Noah yeah and I think
1: that's what you're that's what you're talking about It's like it speaks to how good Villanova is and how multifaceted they are. I mean, throughout the regular season, it was Brunson and Bridges. It was the B and B kind of driving them through. Those were the two stars the whole year. But they had different guys step up the entire postseason. It was DiVincenzo for a couple games. It was Pascal, or is it Pascal? I, I always forget it's it, it, the pronunciation. I, mean, I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, me, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he had, a, and he had a he had he had a couple <laughs> great games as well. He was he was very good against Kansas on Passover. You know the Pascal Lamb. Uh, hey, is is the traditional Passover sacrifice? So he showed up during Passover. I think Roger Sherman, <laughs> former you know former Northwestern guy, did a tweet about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it speaks to how deep Villanova is. Um, Stephen Chenzo coming off the bench. I mean he's a pretty talented guy. Sure. He'd be a starter at, at just about every other team in the tournament. I think it's, it's fair to say he's so athletic. You know, so explosive. And he can hit. He can hit the deep shot. I mean, that's just that's all you can really ask for. Yeah,
0: some of the places Villanova was pulling up from, <laughs> yeah. like when they started just but piling it on, it was crazy.
1: That's what they do. They're so deep. I mean, they they only they usually only run like seven or eight deep, but all seven <laughs> or eight of those guys are starting caliber guys on any team in the country, basically. So that's I mean, that's what makes them so good. And uh, one guy's gonna hurt you. You know, one guy's gonna hurt you. It doesn't it? Doesn't it's, you? Don't always know that it's gonna be Brunson or Bridges. It could be somebody like DiVincenzo coming out of there. That's just how talented Villanova was, and it was DiVincenzo uh, yesterday. Yesterday for us, of course.
0: Yeah, no, and it showed kind of the, on the flip side of things um, how Michigan ran with five or six guys, period. But that mm-hmm. was a theme throughout the entire tournament. I mean, it was, it was scary against Loyola. Actually, looking at the bench, you go, wait a minute, this is bad. Like If, someone does, if Mo Wagner hadn't turned it on, Loyola would have gotten thumped by Nova in the title game. But, you know, like it was Muhammad Ali Abdul-Rahman. He had himself a heck of a game in the title game, but no one noticed, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. they just got smacked around like that. But, yeah. you know, but I think that is going to be a thing that, you know, uh, Michigan, we, we, we're kind of um, in sort of uh, looking forward to next season. I don't know if Michigan is a favorite. I think they are a top tier Big Ten team. Absolutely. But I think depth and, you know, I mean, line, he recruits well, but his talent is bringing the best out of the guys that he has and making them play well in clutch time. And they, they, they buy in. What line has got going there, Um, but I think he does need a couple more guys. It can't just be B-line Now with Nova's second half, I don't know if it would have mattered, but I did think John B-line, who I believe is the best coach
1: in the Big Ten, he's a great he's coach, awesome. ordinarily a, a phenomenal yeah. in-game co- in-game coach as well, but out-of-game coach, I think he did make a couple mistakes. He's one of the biggest proponents of the two-foul sit uh in the for the whole first half, and and sometimes that can be good, but I think he's a little rigid with it. For example, I mean, last night he sat Duncan Robinson for 11 minutes, mm-hmm. 11 straight minutes. That's one of your best shooters. I know Duncan Robinson isn't necessarily like the key guy that you think of, but he's one of the offensive spark plugs, Henry. You talked about it. They only run with so many guys. And uh, what's what's the big center's name? I always I always forget his name. Who comes off the bench? Uh, yeah, Teske. Yeah, yeah. Teske. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't offer much to you on the offensive end of the floor, especially against a team that can bang with him like like Nova. Mm-hmm. So you leave Teske out there for extended periods of time because you're sitting Duncan Robinson. And that really does hurt your offensive output, and that's what kind of allowed Nova to get back in the game. Now, Noble got so hot in the second half. It I don't know if it, it really would have mattered, but I think it wasn't a rare mistake from Beeline, and he also did it with Rock, with Rachman. He didn't sit him for as long, but he he kept them out for a long time. I mean, Muhammad Ali after that's a guy who averages 1.8 fouls per game. This yeah. is not a guy who gets in a lot of foul trouble. You, he's a senior. you got to be able to trust him uh, to handle himself on the court with two fouls. I think Beeline's a little too rigid with that, and I'm not saying it cost him the game, but I do think it was something that Michigan could have done differently. Now, Nova, again, Stephen Chenzo, the way he heated up, it didn't seem like Michigan really had a chance. But I would have liked him to see to see Beeline. You know, it's a national title game. You go all out. You play those guys. If they foul out, they foul out. Uh, you got to kind of let what what happens happens uh, a little bit to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I agree with you there, Noah. That that it doesn't may not have mattered the way that Villanova shot the ball, but definitely some moves there that. You could definitely question after the fact, and it's sad to see Abdul Rahman Robinson, great careers at Michigan, come to an end. I know there's a stat that they kept showing about Robinson in the Loyola game where Michigan's 28 and 0. Yeah, he scored six points or more. Yep. He had no Jeez. points last night, but they love that. They love that stat. I mean, yeah. It's, And he just got to six against the It was crazy. It's like that's not a coincidence anymore. When it gets to a certain point, you're getting at least some production from him off the bench. But it'll definitely be interesting to see. I mean, they have talent. Isaiah Livers started that game last night. He's only a freshman. Definitely hasn't reached his full potential. He was Mr. Basketball in Michigan last year. So I think Jordan Poole, of course. People Mm -hmm. can answer, yeah. I mean, who would have thought after losing Derek Walton Jr., losing DJ Wilson last year, that Michigan would be playing for a national championship? Yeah. That's what Beeline is so good at. Uh, but let's get back to Nova. A lot of the talk today was they're the new dynasty in college basketball. How long is this dynasty going to last? Are you buying into that, guys? Henry, I'll start with you. Do you buy into Villanova, the new basketball dynasty, the team to beat in the coming years?
0: I mean, I think in it's kind of tough because in the tournament, obviously not the best team doesn't win all the time. And, you know, when you get, you know, Duke, you know, like Duke, Kansas, and Villanova on one side of the bracket, like inevitably you're going to have, you know, like, the, the top two teams aren't going to play for the title the top sometimes the top four teams aren't going to play for the title so I think to I think they could be but I think you got to be careful about restricting it just to like oh if they don't win titles then they're not you know an elite sort of dynasty and I think it is, it's tough sometimes like because Virginia their year is going to be for their year is going to be remembered for one thing and that's losing to UMBC mm-hmm. which sucks because they played a style of basketball that a lot of people hate um, but they had one of the best seasons in program history in college basketball
1: I'm going to slightly disagree with you there, Henry. I think that that's what makes college basketball great is that it's a sport where teams can be remembered for failing in in the big lights of the NCAA tournament, even if you only get one shot and even if that isn't necessarily fair. I I mean, not just quote unquote necessarily fair, like it's plain not fair. You pointed that out Uh, on a season, you know, that that decides on one for a season that important to decide on one game. But that's what I like so much about it. And that's part of the nature of college basketball. And that's why I don't think a dynasty can exist in college basketball as it, as it really is. I mean, the last time we saw a team win back-to-backs was Florida, I think, in 07-08. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team wasn't a dynasty, obviously. You had the one really good draft class. Uh, Duke wins every so often. I don't think yeah. you can call that a dynasty. I The point, to me, of college basketball is that it doesn't engender those types of dynasties that we see in college football with Alabama, that we see in professional sports, not necessarily the NFL, but we see it... Uh, We've seen it in the past in plenty of professional sports. Like, not baseball right now, but we've seen it in the past with the Yankees. It's potential with the Warriors. Basketball seems to be at a, hitting a little bit more of a level of parity at the upper echelon. But, like, the Warriors are kind of rounding into maybe dynasty form. Doesn't really happen that much in the NHL. But th- this is what makes college basketball unique. The one-game elimination format, like you said, Henry... It doesn't necessarily mean that you that every time you win the championship you're the best team, and that's what me Even if Villanova wins two more in a row, which I don't think is possible because of the nature of the tournament, mm-hmm. like everybody hits a bad you know a bad matchup at some point. That's kind of what makes John Wooden's UCLA story from way back when so special. Although the competition they faced was obviously much more diluted, I don't think it can happen that way for college basketball, and I don't think that Nova can be a dynasty just because they won two in three years. Yeah. Um, no, and I maybe if they win two more in the next two years uh i don't even think one more makes it really a dynasty like again it's just getting good breaks at the right time um maybe if they win two more but again it's just it it is about getting good breaks that's what makes march madness so mad you know it wouldn't be march madness if the best teams won all the time uh which is why we like college basketball so much so i'm i'm kind of i don't think nova's dynasty and i'm kind of glad they're not because i think that would ruin it a little bit for me
0: yeah kind of to that point i think think you have to keep the term dynasty in college basketball like you said relative right so i mean you know they they showed some stat in the in the title game, it was like, you know, after Wooden's UCLA teams, only three teams have won two titles in three years, right? It was Florida, it was Duke in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Nova, and then one more before that that I I forgot. Um, but regardless, right, I mean, like, so relatively speaking, okay, sure, you call Dynasty, but like you said, when you think Dynasty, you think John Wooden, you think Celtics, you think maybe Warriors, right? Um, you know, Lakers and stuff like that. Like, but the
1: Warriors aren't even a Dynasty yet, and they're much more dominant than,
0: than Nova is. Right, mm-hmm. No, they just had, like a, like, a stupid, stupidly dominant couple of years, but it's got to be longer than that. It's so, got to be. So I think, you know, relatively speaking, are they a college basketball dynasty? If you take out Wooden, maybe you could argue, but it's not even it, – there. there's no point right. in doing that.
2: They have a because, long way to go, and you have to see what they do yeah. after losing a players like Bridges, players like Brunson. Yeah, you exactly. Have to see that. It no. makes,
0: makes you appreciate,
2: as someone like me who's a Big Ten homer, that Wisconsin team last year who kind of caught Nova on a bad day, yeah, and beat them, or else you could be you could easily be looking at Villanova three championships in three years. I don't think it's yeah. out of the question if that team with Nigel Hayes, Ethan Happ all those Wisconsin seniors doesn't catch Nova on a really poor shooting day and capitalize on but, it. But but on this,
1: at the same time, you know, if that didn't happen, because if, if something like that didn't happen at Nova at some point, it, that wouldn't be fun. Like if we were looking at Nova three straight titles, yeah, that would just be. Not even as a Big Ten homer, I think as a fan of the sport, Mm -hmm. that would just not be good for college basketball. Even though I like Nova as a school, as a
2: team, that's just not what college basketball as a sport is about. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said, though, for Nova, having the players not one and done, you know, kind of developing over time, the next man up, next man up. And that's what I was going to get into for next year now. Well, Bridges might leave, though, that's the thing. Bridges and Brunson are both juniors. I think it's fair to assume that they're both probably on their way out. Mm I mean, Brunson just, yeah. Yeah, I think they're they're both. If I'm them, I'm I'm leaving for sure. But looking ahead to next year now, Duke has the number one, two, and three recruits in the country per ESPN basketball recruiting rankings coming in. I don't know if that's ever happened. We're literally the top three guys on that list have come to one school. But do we, do we think it matters? Do we think, We've think we seen Duke have good recruiting classes in the past. We've seen Kentucky do this. Is this kind of where we're entering in college basketball now, where it doesn't necessarily matter if you have the top, top talent, if they're all freshmen? Because it's just not that it's not... They're not gelling as a team yet? I don't think it's necessarily
1: that it doesn't matter that they have the top talent. I think that every year, I mean, Duke has been the top recruiting class now for three or four years in a row, or at least top two. Um, and what we've seen is every single time those players haven't been able to quite gel together because when you have the top class, it makes it impossible to develop around like a, a team around that. Because, if, you know, if you're getting the one, two, three guys, those are all guys who are doing the same kinds of things. Those are all. Uber athletic guys mm-hmm. uh, that that can jump out of the gym, and that's what it is this year. Um, Kevin, our, our friend Kevin Sweeney, you know, friend of the program, did a tweet, uh, did a, tweeted about this earlier. Um, these are these guys' shooting percentages in AAU. The f- th- these four killer freshmen coming in. Jones is a 24% three point shooter uh, in AAU ball. Uh, 30% for Reddish, so that's okay, I guess. Barrett 24% again. Zion Williamson does not shoot the ball, so where's your spacing? You know, you can't play four non shooters in today's game. You can't. You just can't clog up the paint. It doesn't matter how athletic you are. You can't jump over three guys, even if you're Zion Williamson. Mm-hmm. So Duke's going to be, of course, really good. But whenever you're relying on freshmen, um, and when you, whenever you're relying on a top, a key recru- recruiting, recruiting class, I should say, it's not going to be so easy. And they don't. They're not going to have a Grayson Allen anymore to kind of ease the process along. I mean, they have guys like that, but it, there's no longer that guy, that contributor who's there with them in the starting lineup the whole way to kind of ease Bagley and Carter into it like like he did this year. And even this year we saw that they, they never really reached the height of their potential and talent because that team was limited by its sometimes lack of three-point shooting, clear lack of defense. That's that kind of thing that happens when you always have the top class. You never it, It's often hard to put together a full team, and that's something
2: I think Krzyzewski has struggled with over these past couple of years.
0: Yeah,
2: no, I've I got nothing else. That was very well said. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and so just kind of putting the finishing touches on the, the tournament this year, I feel like we deserve to look back not just on the championship game, but what was really a wild tournament. I mean, we say that every year, but this year especially, just so many upsets, so many memorable moments. Do, do you guys have a particular moment that stands out to you that really that you think this tournament will be remembered for? Yeah, when Enrique Agunbawale hit the two
1: shots. Oh, wrong tournament. No, but seriously, I think one one thing that was great about this year was, like, these last four days have been pretty insane. Just from a sporting perspective, I want to take a step back and look at it, and this is kind of a little bit hokey, you know, kind of cheesy, but I don't know if you guys watched the Ibrahimovic game when he started for the Galaxy, and and they came back from down three nothing to four to win 4-3 with the two crazy goals for him, and then... I mean, in Gumbawale, those two shots. We, I I know we 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 weren't really supposed to talk about that, but no. those two shots. That's the that's the craziest like sequence of plays I've ever seen or even heard of seeing. Like that's got to be the answer. I mean, I know I know I'm gonna incorporate it incorporate it into a into a pick'em question, but it's gonna be hard not to choose her because you know to have back to back game winners in the semis and the championship. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. The tournament didn't really deliver as, the men's tournament, I should say. Didn't really deliver as much of that in the finals, but like you said. Uh, All those buzzer beaters in the early rounds uh, and just key clutch plays down the stretch were crazy. The thing I'm going to remember, outside of Loyola Chicago, because uh, I was kind of early on the Loyola Chicago bandwagon. Me and Kevin Sweeney, who I just mentioned, we went to a Loyola game early in the season against Missouri State. We said this team is going to be really good. I picked them as a champion in my WNUR Sports 2018 bracket. I don't know if you guys saw that. I was in line to win some Culver's if they won. But uh, outside of them, I think the Nevada win over Cincinnati when they came back from what was it 24 down yeah no, that, that was, was just an insane game i love that nevada team you rotate six guys we're all like the same height and can play fl- the same way basically well not really the same way but just that team is great and they're gonna be great next year and it was great to watch them beat cincinnati that was an
0: awesome moment yeah i, I think i think the cincinnati game definitely i think that was the most like fun game down the stretch to watch uh i mean i'm gonna remember the michigan buzzer beater against houston because sure. Makes i sense. remember, I Makes remember sense. where i was when pool hit that and everybody went crazy but even like I don't know. There there were other parts that were were really cool. Like um, after, like Wagner, like you know, like the Houston players are on the floor because they can't believe what just happened. Wagner goes over and like congratulates them and says like, "Hey, you know." Chin up like he played a heck of a game, like mm-hmm. and all that. i Wagner's like, he, he's a really just stand up guy. I've heard like, um, it's so funny, it's so different than what you'd expect seeing him on the floor. Like, yeah. he seems like he'd no, he's such be an a hole, you know? Yeah. But no, he does, no, he's he kind like of a cocky, good, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, when he, when he like winked at the camera during the time, right? When but he, like, I, l- <laughs> I like
1: that, but then off yeah. the floor, you know, he's totally different, yeah.
0: yeah. No, but he's awesome. Like, if, apparently, during a, a game against Northwestern, he like, I don't know, him and Law, like. Him and Vic Law got into like not like not like a couple, but they, there were like some contact like under the hole, and like Vic Law got knocked down. And he like stopped. He's like, "Oh yo yo man, are you okay?" And like helped him up and stuff like that. Um, he like thanked the cheerleaders and the marching band after the Northwestern game, apparently. Um, but uh, getting off topic. Um, yeah. No, the um, the Cincinnati game was awesome. Uh, the first couple wins that Loyola had, I think, were really memorable. That buzzer beater against uh, against Miami. Uh, I was at I was don't do this kids but I was watching it while I was driving um, I had it piped into my car system now, I was at a stoplight at the Arch and I just started streaming like it was so <laughs> awesome to see it because we literally you go 10 more minutes down the road that I was on and you're at Loyola's campus mm-hmm. that was pretty cool for me yeah for sure and I think I'll personally, adding my answer, i, I got
2: to say UMBC, throw that in there. The 16th oh, yeah. seed over the 13th oh, yeah, seed. Oh, yeah, of course. I could yeah. that, yeah. That's what, that's what <laughs> I was...
1: You're, so you're not going to remember Syracuse beating Michigan No, I've, I've zoned that out in my memory, <laughs> I'm sure that that was going to be the number uh, one thing. I can't imagine why have forgotten that, be. so
2: thank you for re <laughs> it. But uh, <laughs> nevertheless, yeah, a great oh, tournament. Okay. and w- College basketball season never fails to disappoint, and uh, we're, we're definitely looking <coughs> forward to uh, an exciting season, as I'm sure it will be next year. But... It's time to move on to MLB. So the season is about five, six games underway. We didn't have a preview for you because we were on spring break, but we've got one for you now. We're all AL Central fans. Um, (laughs) Henry and I are Tigers fans. Noah, you're a White Sox fan. I don't yeah, know all bad AL
1: Central fans, Yeah, too. I don't know how
2: much we'll be talking all about rebuilding. them. Yes. All <laughs> rebuilding AL Central team. <laughs> Lucky for us, Henry, a lot of the former Tigers are on contenders now, so...
0: Yeah, it's like watching with the White like, Sox. It's like perfect. Watch, it's like watching your
2: kids grow up. Right, exactly. Okay. So, yeah, we have that going for us, so we'll have plenty of knowledge. But uh, I guess jumping right into things, obviously, last year, an exciting end of the season with uh, the Houston-LA Dodgers series. You don't always remember... How, I personally don't remember how great that series was because Game Seven was a bit of a bust, but every game leading up to that incredible Game Six, mm-hmm. Game Six, how game about six Game awesome. Game Five? Game five was, <laughs> I mean, Game yeah. Five was the
1: craziest, but
2: yeah. But nevertheless, like you, you that Houston team's coming back, back and better than ever. Are they the team to beat heading into this year? Got to be the team to beat. Uh,
1: I mean, they just have they're the best hitting team. Uh, In the I don't see there. Well, there is a reason that they might not be the best hitting team in the AL We'll get to the Yankees a little bit later Mm -hmm. But I think they're definitely the best the most complete team in the Mm -hmm. AL heading this season Um, um, And the in the NL for sure if you if you look at both both leagues They look like the most complete team, so they're 100% the team to beat they didn't lose anybody Uh, They didn't gain that much, but you win the World Series. You don't really need to often now We've seen teams that won the World Series and look dominant just kind of lose it the next year for for seemingly no reason. It happens all the time in baseball, other sports. So, I you know the Astros are no guarantee. They could uh, they could easily fall fall for some reason. Just just be a ninety win team instead of some insane the insanely good mesh together team that they were last year. But they have to be the team to beat just because of, just by virtue of them not losing anybody <laughs> and their core being so young. Outside of Altuve, obviously he's pretty old he's up there in his 30s but the rest of that core I mean Springer Correa these guys are so young um Keichel's still kind of at the back part of his prime but he's still there Verlander's getting a little bit older but he still got it uh his opening day start was phenomenal so I mean these guys are still right there that they have to be considered the best team
0: uh AL and NL yeah I think no I, I agree with you I think they are the best team right now and again it's tough to say early on but Verlander is turning into an ageless wonder, which is yeah. incredible. Because like, said's so crazy. Because like, after he left the Tigers, which Zach and I, I mean, that was close to our hearts, right? I mean, I was love to see him. Like, but sometimes that's all it takes. It's just putting a guy like that onto a contending team.
1: Yeah, I mean that last I mean, year. Oh my god. That last year with the Tigers, that or that was it. The second last year, he had one year where he was like just like pretty bad
2: for the Tigers. He right? He had yeah. one bad year, and then he got robbed. He should have won the Cy Young one that's year true. He, that's Rick true. he had more wins, but and then. The next year he got traded. And yep. I mean, sometimes all it takes is getting some run support, but he didn't even need it those last couple of games last year in Houston. No, I think his no, ERA like was yeah, like yeah. just over a little over one. And yeah, undefeated his last couple of starts in the regular season, mm-hmm. dominated the postseason. Um, we won't talk too much about Justin Verlander even though we could. Right. Because I mean, but yeah, I, I think definitely someone to watch this yeah. year. Um so the way we're the way I was thinking we could go through this is just go through the divisions, division by division. Quick answer for each one, just like a simple why you think this team's gonna win the division, um, and then we'll round that out into postseason picks. We don't have to necessarily do playoff matchups because we won't get into seeding, but who you think then will and ultimately win the AL, win the NL, and win the World Series? So let's just start with the AL Central because we're all AL Central fans. Um, who do we think? Who do we think is gonna win that one?
1: I love to pick the Twins. Obviously, yeah. I don't like any of the other AL Central no. teams besides the White Sox. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I'm gonna pick the White Sox to finish third. Bold prediction: They're gonna beat the other two really bad teams by I, being less really bad. I can, really I can bad. see that. Yeah, yeah um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> have much to look for this season as a White Sox fan. Last undefeated team in the AL this year, by the way, Chicago White Sox. Uh, wow. Just thought you guys should know that. Um, but anyways, um, it's gonna be the Indians. I wish I could say Twins. I really do. I don't like the Twins very much. I don't like the Indians very much. But the the way the Twins have, have worked these last couple years has been pretty cool. You gotta have some respect for Joe Mauer. Uh, even though, you know, he's killed, I'm sure, both of our teams time and time again over these yep. last decade. You know, he's still working out there. He's kind of redeveloped his game, and they've got all those power hitters on that team uh, still kind of coming into it with, with their young guys, with Buxton, with all these guys developing. Barrios had a phenomenal start last week, um, or Saturday, I think it was. Um, so that team looks great, but the Indians are just so, just so good and and, and remaining so good. and they did, Again, just like the Astros, they didn't lose anybody. It's easy to forget how good the Indians looked last year, because of how dominant the Astros were once it got to the playoffs in the AL. But the Indians look phenomenal. I mean, they've, they're they having a, a little bit of early trouble with injuries to Michael Brantley, but Tyler Naquin has stepped in. He hit a homer yesterday. You know, this is a, a team that's got... And Kipnis is hurt again, which is... or I think he's back now, but he's still fighting some nagging injuries, which is tough for them. But they have so much power throughout, up and down this lineup, that even with those guys kind of getting off to a slow start, uh, Jose Ramirez getting off to a little bit of a slow start, this team is just so, like, lineup... Their, their lineup is just... Uh, it just works so well together at, at every spot. It, it's tough to see them, you know, falling back, like, five games, which is what they really need to do to lose this division.
0: Yeah. No, and like you said, it was. T- it's kind of tough to uh, remember the Indians last year, even after that 23-game win streak, right, just because of how they flopped in the first round against a Yankees team. That ended up being way better than yeah. anyone mm-hmm. thought, right? They were one game away from the World Series, right. and the Astros not even being there. But, like, the American League is so top-heavy. There are five or six teams that are... Like there are three, three, or four teams that are dumb good, and then a couple teams that are really, really good. Um, and I think you know, but I think the the tribe is one of those teams, and I think Minnesota could contend for a wild card spot. But I think the Indians take the central.
1: Yeah, the picks are going to be pretty, pretty lame here. Cause Th- this it's going to be pretty yeah, chalky. We'll keep it's it it's tough in. to not pick
0: the
2: mm-hmm. Astros, Indians, and Yankees. I think you're going to find that. Yeah. Does anyone not have the Astros, Indians, or Yankees? We'll just. I have the Astros, Indians, and Yankees. Astros, yeah. Indians, Yankees. Okay. I, think, I think the closest division race would be
0: Boston. Boston yeah, the, right. the Central's going to be I the...
1: I mean, the East, pardon me, of course, not right. like the Central. The East is going to be the closest. Yeah, The Yankees' firepower is just insane. Yeah. And so, it be so good. Guys, <laughs> do you see? Have you, have you seen the box score today? Didi Gregorius had eight RBIs today. Eight! That's like the wow. fifth best hitter on that team. <laughs> I mean, the Yankees are insane. It's almost like Stanton didn't strike
2: out five times. Well, time. he did strike out
1: five times. <laughs> but when the guy play. behind you gets eight RBIs, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter how many matter. times
2: right. he strike out. That's what's so scary about him. I think you're right. Boston could contend for that spot. And if mm. not winning the division, you could definitely see them in that wild card
0: game. Yeah, they'll like win 93 games get a wild card spot. Yeah.
2: Minnesota also interesting one. Is there anyone else we think that could contend? Like you mentioned, really top if, heavy. If everything goes perfectly, Angels. Angels. The Angels you never could.
1: Know. The Blue Jays could sneak into the conversation. Maybe they got, yeah. they got got some they got some talent on that team. Um, if you see things break right for the Mariners, uh, maybe they can make a run. They have a lot of talent on that <laughs> yeah, team, too. Yeah. Are we saying it that never, every no, year it never breaks. I was about to say, it never breaks right for the Mariners. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> what's,
0: their, what's their over-under Of course, the White year. Sox
1: are the dark horse. I have them picked for 100 wins. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, the Mariners, the Mariners, uh, will disappoint at the end of the season, but I think they'll stay in it for a while. That's, like, is, again, a good team. They're going to break the hearts of Mariners fans. It's, it's tricky. But it's going to be hard for me to see. I mean, anybody besides the Astros, Indians, and Yankees. And now, of course, the Athletics are going to win the AL West because that's why. That's why I love baseball. There's always one team that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> um, it, last year, we had the Brewers kind of come out of nowhere and take, beat the Cardinals out uh, in in the NL Central. They were good for a while, kind yeah. of faded down the stretch. We had the Twins come out of nowhere to contend for a to get a wild card spot, let alone contend when people thought they were two, three years away even. Uh, so I, there's some team is going to come out of nowhere and contend. Um, but it's tough to see anybody outside of those three winning the divisions as it stands right now.
2: Yeah, I agree. And so we'll move on to the NL, hopefully maybe, uh, some, some more, um, hopefully a little more parody here. There is more parody parody here. here. Let's see. So we'll start with the NL East, Washington Nationals. Is that, I mean, does anyone think the Nationals aren't going to win this division? Anyone have the Miami Marlins coming up as a sleep?
0: I
1: pick the Nationals. The Nationals will, will be my pick. But I will say, the Atlanta Braves look like they could really make a run this year. And the Mets will be fine. They should hover around 500. I think they'll maybe be a little bit better than that. I think the Braves are, are a dark horse pick here to really make a run at the Nationals. This, this lineup for the Braves has gotten a lot better. Uh, they're, they're, they've put nine on the Nats so far. They're relying a lot on young players like Ozzie Albies, the super prospect. He's like 140 pounds. They got Dansby Swanson, of course, the shortstop. Uh, who they got in the big? Uh, who they got a couple couple years back in the in a, in a, in a big trade? Um, and so so they're relying on young guys, but you know they still got Freddie Freeman in the middle of that lineup, anchoring it at that at that first base spot. Nick Markakis, seemingly ageless, he's had a good start to the year. The lineup isn't great, but it's an it's there enough to contend. They got a pretty con- uh, consistent pitching staff. Nobody really jumps out of you from that from that from that uh five from any of those five spots. Uh, whether it's Julio Teran or Mike Fulton, these are not these are not household names this Braves team is pretty good they're probably a year or two away from really being where they want to be but there's a lot of talent on this team and I think they could at least give the Nationals a run for it
0: I do have the nationals winning the division though yeah they're just their lineup is just incredible yeah I think the Nats win the division I think I think your dark Horse from the east is the Phillies mm-hmm. uh, I st- again I think okay. I think they are I, like couple, it. I think they are a couple years from where they want to be. Uh, Hoskins. A lot of exciting
1: young guy, young players in this mm-hmm. East Division. You got Trey Turner, you got Ozzy Albies. you got uh, Dansby Swanson, yep. and you, you got Hos- all these guys. I mean, year. Hoskins, Hoskins is gonna hit like seventy homers this series, yep. insane. You got all these guys in the NL East. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun in five years in this
0: division. That being said, I think the Mets could take a wild card spot if everyone stays healthy. Right, they huge if for the Mets, huge, gigantic <laughs> if. But I think they could win. 87 games if they stay healthy
1: yeah. yeah they need Matt Harvey to turn it around they yeah. do. We'll, right.
0: see. we'll see we'll Syndergaard, see Syndergaard's been pitching well though, yeah so. I mean you yeah. never know
2: Syndergaard could yeah. again replace, if he stays healthy yeah, right. huge yeah. if there yep. Um, yep. moving on now to the NL Central <laughs> could be a more interesting division we mentioned the Brewers really surprised people last year and they only got better this offseason Cardinals are always a contender Pittsburgh Pirates started out 4-0 granted they played the Tigers yeah they smacked around the Tigers but yeah I, I, <laughs> we'll, we'll start with you Henry uh NL Central winner. Who who do you have winning? But who do you and who do you also think can contend there?
0: Cubs and then uh, the Cardinals are. I hate the Cardinals more than any team in maybe any sport um, because they always, no matter how bad they're supposed to be, will rattle off 80 some odd wins mm-hmm. and you know fight for a wild card spot. But um, so I guess they could do that just because that's the way baseball works. But I think the Brewers um, they can build on some success from last year. But I think the Cubs are the favorites. Uh, the Reds. I don't even know if they're like on the right track. The Reds, are, the
1: Reds are pretty solid. They they're, they're they had some. I
0: feel like they're they had some right a surprise bit. kind of breakout power seasons last year
1: from Scooter Jeanette and Scott Shebbeler, two names that you wouldn't really expect to have breakout power no. seasons. But both those guys, Jeanette hit 28 bombs, Shebbeler at 30. You're gonna need those guys to keep it up. But uh, you know the Reds, they got some young pitchers. They're looking they're looking decent. You know but they need some of their their younger, more uh, prospect type pitchers to step up into this year if they want to compete in this. Division is pretty stacked. I mean, I mean, you just mentioned every team mm-hmm. uh, that, that are that are all should win a, at least seventy-five games. I mean, that's a pretty good division right
0: yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think the Cubs win ninety-five, but I think everybody else is going to be middling about in like the low eighties, high seventies.
1: So th- I'm a little biased here because I don't like the Cubs. Being a White Sox fan in Chicago does typically on the north side of Chicago does typically engender you to that. But uh, I do think this is my this is my one crazy pick. I think the Brewers come out of nowhere and take it this year. See now. It's not a good idea to bet on teams that have the big free agent off seasons, which is why I'm doing it because I'm not a very smart man. But <laughs> the Brewers' offseason, you know, it really impressed me. Uh, you know, they, they they pick up a guy called a guy Travis Shaw. They pick up uh, a Christian Yelich from the Marlins. I mean, right. he's just a great player. Mm-hmm. They pick up Lorenzo Cain. I mean, these are big splash signings mm-hmm. that people just kind of forgot about because it's Milwaukee. Um, That's true. This is a good team with a very good offense. Can their pitching back it up? Can Chase Anderson build on some success from last year? We'll see. It remains to be seen. They're going to need to add some guys to the trade deadline if they really want to make a significant run at the Cubs, who of course are going to be good, although they've had some early season struggles against the Marlins, for goodness sake. Um, But I I think the Brewers can do it. Now, when they're 40 and 45 at midseason, because all their big name acquisitions are actually bad and Noah's wrong again, you guys can all feel free to at me on Twitter. But... I do like the Brewers here. I I think they steal the division out of nowhere from the Cubs.
2: All right. Yeah, we'll make sure to uh, check back in that midseason. No post a clip either way so you can... Exactly. Make fun of me as much as 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 I deserve. More people can make fun of you. Exactly. Um, Moving on now to our final division, NL West. Dodgers, Dodgers. probably the favorite, right? Yeah. Diamondbacks were good last year, but lose J.D. Martinez, who was great in the second (laughs) half of the season. Hey, if the Giants keep up their one run per game pace, watch out.
0: Okay? Watch out for (laughs) that. No, the, the Giants. Uh, they, they they took some games off the Dodgers, uh, which I think was surprising, but not sustainable. Yeah, it's, um, it is. So, it is
1: tough to sustain wins when you score two runs in a four game yeah. series and win two of the games. That's not easy to sustain, I'd the, say.
0: The Giants, I think, could win as few as sixty games, or they could win as many as eighty. I don't know. They could Giants.
1: win more than eighty. It's an even. The Giants year. are insane. It's an even. Yeah. Yeah. It isn't even. Maybe year. maybe like, they'll so win they ninety five. I a wild card Man, game, the Giants are weird. Yeah.
0: I don't – yeah, the, the Giants are the biggest question mark in the MLB for me. I have no read on them.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, got to pick the Dodgers here. I mean, we saw the Diamondbacks and Rockies come out of nowhere last year to snag those two – wild, or not nowhere, but come out of kind of mediocrity, like four-year mediocrity, yeah. to snag the two wild-card spots last year. Those teams haven't gotten any worse, or at least not considerably worse. The Rockies have arguably gotten better. The Diamondbacks have treaded water a little bit and are trying to avoid injuries, uh, I mean, even with a Pollock out last year. They, they had some success. They're trying to avoid injuries again this year. But those are two teams that are going to be solid. Again, Good big bats in that division. Padres are still kind of retooling, kind of muddling around out there. They're not going to do much. It's going to be a while. The Giants have the big Evan Longoria acquisition. He has done absolutely nothing for them. Uh, Zach has him on his fantasy team. He's not loving that Nope. Uh, right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, the Rockies, I'm loving them right now because my guys Ian Desmond and DJ LeMahieu got both of them. Both have two home runs already. So. Yeah. I mean, if that team can bring the power that they had last year, and of course playing in Coors Field. Now the Diamondbacks did, usually the NOS is the most run-friendly division, not just because of Coors, because the Diamondbacks part, because the air is so warm all the time, the ball really flies. They apparently installed a humidor to make it more humid so that the air is less dry and therefore less thin, which means the ball will, will potentially fly less hmm. uh, with the humidor installed. So we'll see how that affects the kind of scoring in that division. But uh, as of now, I mean, all those teams look good. The Dodgers look really good. They always have the money to spend. Uh, I think it's tough to pick against them, especially in the regular season. You never know when it when it gets to the postseason, though. Right.
2: <laughs> it feels like a move you would do if you're the Diamondbacks, if you have a great pitching staff. I know Robbie Ray's solid. They, I mean, they well, they picked. You know, they got Granky, they got Godley. That's right.
1: They have some good pitchers on that staff, so it does That'll make be, sense.
2: Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. All right, so we've covered each team pretty extensively. Let's just get to your each of your World Series picks, Henry. I'll start with you. Who do you have facing off in the World Series, and then who do you have winning early season? Obviously, lots can change from now to then.
0: I think the Nats finally put it together, but the Strohs beat them in the World Series. I think think this is finally the year that the National... I I, I just don't believe that... Well, I don't know. Sports is sports. But um, I just don't believe that they fall in the Division Series yet again. I just, I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah. I think the Yankees knock off the Indians and the
0: ALCs.
1: Uh, unfortunately, hate the Yankees, but I think the lineup just gets it they're done. Very good. The New York Height machine <laughs> gets too big, though, and they fall to the Dodgers, who finally break through and get wow. the World Series title. Kershaw gets it done, uh, and the, I, and the Dodgers take it. They make, they make another, game, they're going to make yeah. some, some huge midseason acquisition that they don't need, but it puts <laughs> them over, over the top. Dodgers. But, then, but it puts them over the top in the World Series somehow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, and the Dodgers are going to take it over the Yankees, and the, the 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 dream of the M- the wet dream of the MLB in the World Series, Yankees Dodgers. <laughs> um, but yeah unfortunate, but yeah. that's what's going to happen.
2: And it'll be interesting, I know, if, if Henry, if your pick plays out and Bryce Harper makes the World Series with the Nationals, then does he re-sign there? Obviously, that's Interesting. Be a, that, we're, that, we're that's a whole talking other about, topic. Yeah. Already talking about Bryce Harper free agency in the season it's gonna be just fun. started, but I mean, that's going <laughs> to be, be
1: really fun when he signs with the White Sox for $400 million. Alright, that's my last White, White Sox thing. <laughs> that's my mind. last yeah. White okay. Sox
2: thing, I promise. Okay. That's it. Um, I guess we'll just get into real quick, we're running a little short on time, but just any of you have anyone standing out for a Cy Young MVP combo? Who who uh, who you're picking? AL NL. Yeah, I don't
1: really, I don't, I haven't really thought about it too much. I do think Chris Sale continues on another good year. Uh, he's been good so far this year. He seems like you know he's been top five or top, I think he's top ten in the Cy Young award balloting in the last each of the last six years or something crazy like that. Um, he's been very consistent. I think he breaks through this year, maybe gets the Cy Young. Um, he's he would be my premature pick. Um, MVP, man, I got no idea in the AL. It's wide open. If Trout has another good year, Probably, th- yeah. it's, it's tough to give it to plan, him, yeah. though, um, because he gets it every single time. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. If not yeah. Trout, maybe Altuve. NL-wise, uh, I mean, it's tough to see anybody but Kershaw. He's just so good right now um, getting the Cy Young, but maybe he'll have a little bit of a fall in the regular season. MVP-wise, it's going to be a pretty wide open race in the NL. Um, I think Bryce Harper... Has a really good shot at it, especially since he started off the year hot. Uh, and other guys have, are kind of falling off a little bit. Paul Goldschmidt is kind of the perennial candidate, getting older. Uh, he's getting, he's definitely getting up there in age. Um, and the Cubs guys are seemingly they're seemingly never quite there to break through. Although Bryant got it. Um, but yeah, I think I think my pick would be Bryce Harper there.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think um, I think I think Trout is my pick for AL MVP again. It's just kind of like. Uh, tough to see anyone else, but right. again, it's one of those things like you know, I don't. It's th- tough to pick before hmm. the season. It's yeah. a long season, right. and I don't think that you know, oh, he gets it every year, so we shouldn't give it. To-. I think that's obviously an it's, awful a mm-hmm. it's a bad argument. It's a bad argument, but sometimes it wins but out. The, exactly. Um, exactly, which sucks. I think uh, you know, then there's a the whole debate of like, oh, what does MVP actually? Does it mean most valuable player? Does it mean best player? Does it matter what team you're on? Mm-hmm. Obviously, those things have answers right now. Is that what they should be? We could do that for 45 minutes on a whole separate podcast. <laughs> so we're not going to get into that. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I think Sale and Kershaw, I hate to, you know, say the, the same couple answers, but I do, those are the two best pitchers in their respective leagues right now. Um, I think Harper is your favorite. Corey Kluber might get mad at you for that. Um, I don't care what Kobe, Corey Kluber thinks of all players. I love, I, I, Corey, I, I, please I, listen. If you're I, listening, we still <laughs>
1: want you to listen. Henry just doesn't care what you think. I don't care you what you think. I,
0: I respect the crap out of you as a pitcher. Um, and I have no beef with you now that my team is, <laughs> now that my team is going to lose a hundred games in your division. That being said, um... I don't, I don't care what you think because Chris Sale is going to strike out another 250 guys this year in Incyon. All
2: right. Interesting.
0: I would have said Justin Verlander after he wins 30 games this year. That's, <laughs> thanks that's to possible. Thanks incredible
2: run support. Mm-hmm. And that is possible. It's wonder, ageless wonder. But 30 games of the 4 ERA. <laughs> we'll just have to wait and 30 <laughs> see. 30 games of the 4 ERA. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rick Porcello won it two years ago. Yeah, all yeah, i never know. All right. Moving on now to our final topic. The Masters are this weekend. Jim Nance is moving from college basketball finals on Monday to Augusta this weekend. He's got the best job on earth, and I'm excited to listen to him all weekend. Straight up, I've missed golf. I you kind of forget about it after the PGA Championship. At least I do, and I know uh, none of us are golf experts, but we're super excited uh, to talk Masters and just kind of talk talk through this weekend some of the bigger storylines. I'll start with the one that everyone's talking about. We don't have to talk about it for that long because Tiger Woods. Is,
0: Everyone and their mother is going to be talking. Yeah,
2: about huge storyline. I mean, I hate the ti- it's uh, Tiger needs to win or bust in order for it to be successful. If Tiger puts together a s- solid outing like he's done so far this year, I think that's he's clearly on the right track. He's already exceeding expectations. Henry,
0: what can we expect from Tiger Woods in this uh, this weekend at Augusta? Um, I think you can expect a top ten showing. I think I think that is what you should expect out of him. And I, I agree with you the argument of like, oh, he's gonna you know you need this you know he needs to win or bust. One because golf you can you can play this game till you croak right um you can, <laughs> yeah so, he's got like 30 more years yeah, i mean exactly. he's back
1: he's obviously got the severe back problems but right dude's got plenty of time <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and and i don't think any perception of him in the public not 30 but you guys get what i'm saying yeah. yeah but i mean i don't think any you know he's not gonna he's not in any danger of falling a you know more out of favor in the public eye i think he's one of the more polarizing figures in sports um for i think i don't know i'm, I'm gonna leave that for no, i'm not gonna get into that um but he i don't know i, th- I think you can expect a top 10 finish i think he, the the masters are fun because you know it it, it kind of brings together a lot of the guys who you know have been your you know your your household names your your Dustin Speeths your Roy McIlroy your J- or Jordan Spieth, mm-hmm. excuse me Dustin Johnson sure. Roy McIlroy Justin Thomas um, you know Phil Mickelson is playing again um, and a lot of no names i as i was doing oh. my uh, frantic prep before this for the masters which i didn't know anything about really until until now uh, there's a guy, Matt Parziali. he's a full-time firefighter who won a, like, some amateur tournament, but, like, the Masters allows for that, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, other golf tournaments allow for a lot of amateurs, but, like, at the Masters, that is really cool to see. Um, so, if nothing else, I think he will be the second biggest story behind Tiger this week. All right.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, Tiger's great. I love Tiger. There's just so many guys who are hot coming in, like getting hot at the right time. I mean, everybody. Even Jordan Spieth looked like he was falling off; he hadn't done anything, and all of a sudden he turns in a final day sixty six at Houston last weekend. Um, like all, everybody's hot. Dustin Johnson's number one in the world right now, and he doesn't even seem like he's that hot. Justin, you got Justin Thomas number two in the world who won the who won uh, the PGA, I should say, sorry, PGA last August. Yeah. You got, um, I mean, you just got John Ram, John Ram, or I, his name is Ram. That's not John Rahm. Um, it's spelled Rom. I think he's supposed to pronounce it Ram. He's number three in the world, and I I, I don't even think I don't even know if he's in like the contention picture. Uh, there's just a lot of guys. I mean, he's in the picture obviously, but I don't know if he's in one of my top contenders. You got know, a lot of guys who can make it. Uh, a lot of guys who can really make it interesting. A lot of guys at the top of their game. Even a guy like Bubba Watson has been hot lately. I don't necessarily want Bubba to win, but he's been he's been smoking hot lately. He's got the pedigree. I think it is going to be tough for Tiger just because. Um, this is something I read about. There's a great ESPN article today that me and Henry both read, ranking the top, ranking the guys with the chances, with their chances to win by Kyle Kyle Robbins. Um, and he talked about how Tiger hasn't been in the major picture since he's been back, or in the picture at a major since he's been back, and there is something to say about that level of pressure, that level of importance of being in contention at a major. He still has some rust to work off in that regard, even though he's been back for a good a good, you know, couple tournaments now. Um, it's been a while since Tiger was in it on Sunday uh, at Augusta or at any major. So I think, I don't think it's going to be, as, it's going to happen his first time. But if it does, I mean, I'll, I'll enjoy it. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, there's just so many guys who could who could come and win it. And that's what's great about golf. But um, even, especially this year, it seems like there's just a bunch of
2: young guys who could come and win it. Yeah. And I love that. And that's what makes it so interesting. You have this the storylines, the guys who have been there forever, the Tigers, the Phils, then you have this whole new crop of young golfers who we know you just listed and that's what's gonna make it so interesting if and I mean the the sport of golf would love nothing more than to have Tiger Phil versus one of these new up and coming or, like, or like Sergio, you yeah. Know. All these like, guys could be in it. I didn't even I didn't even mention Sergio, he's right there. Yeah, exactly. You know, all he's, these established names. Yeah, and you'd love nothing more than to see one of those younger guys come out and really test a veteran and just have exactly. them go at it on the final day. That would that would be the ideal scenario, I feel like. Uh in order to, but you just have to get a complete weekend from Tiger from Phil which is so hard to do with someone at that age. Uh, Henry, do you have anyone who I mean might be flying a little under the radar that you think that could make a run? I know we all don't know a ton about golf, so we may not know some of the younger guys who or some of, just some of the not so well-known names who could make a run. But do you have anyone who you think people are sleeping on heading into the Masters? Um, that's a fantastic question. Um Or it could be someone who you think people are hyping up, like a bus pick. Someone who you think people are hyping up that well, is gonna I, fall flat.
0: I think Tiger absolutely. The fact that he's the favorite to win it is that that blows me away because everyone's just so like No oh, Tiger's back and he's like back back and like no, like like his back doesn't make yeah. him back, right? <laughs> to do the inevitable pun there. Um I think Tiger's absolutely your bus pick. I think just from a I don't even think you have to be, like, an avid golf fan to kind of look at that and see, like, wait a minute, that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? He's only been back in the mainstream for how long? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's got some, you know, top five, top two, three finishes or whatever uh, recently, and that is a very good sign. But uh, at the Masters, I mean, you got guys who won it a couple years ago that are, you know, back in the field because they're previous champions, but are floundering right now. Um, Again, don't know a lot about golf, but it seems like that kind of sport, right? There is a lot of parity. You can't, yeah, to have... Uh, to base that much on to put that much on Tiger after such a little uh, a really sh- relatively short amount of success, especially given like you said how hot a lot of these younger golfers are coming into it, I think is a little a uh, little nutty. So I have a couple dark horse picks, and uh, for the first guy getting my eye on him, I didn't even know about
1: this guy until like a week or so ago when I first heard of him, and then of course Kyle, this is again Kyle Robbins' article, so I'd like to thank Mr. Robbins for, for putting me on this guy. I always love the really young guys. So the top potential amateur, his name is. I don't. I think I'm gonna mispronounce it. Joaquin, maybe Joaquin Neiman, uh, who won the Latin American, um, the 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 Latin American amateur championships. So that's that's how he qualified as an amateur. Um, he's a 19 year old. He's incredibly hot. He's got a ton of game, and he could really work his way into com- being competitive. Now, it's of course always tough for an amateur and a teenage amateur at that uh, to actually come out of nowhere and, com- and win it. But I do think that that's a guy, a real, a crazy dark horse. Who I don't even know if he's on that odds list you're looking he's at.
2: Plus fifty thousand. Plus fifty thousand. That, that a dollar to win five hundred. That a dollar to win
1: five hundred. I wouldn't do that. I don't think he's really got. Maybe I would do it. I don't know. I don't think he's got <laughs> that not? that good of a look yeah, to win it. Why not? A it. <laughs> but I do think he really could compete. Um, again, I've only heard a little bit about that guy, but he's a guy who's got a lot of, of game. And then um, on the on the staying on the young list. You know everybody loves Kiradek Afi Barnrat, the guy who vapes on the course. You know you gotta love a guy who vapes on the course. That was so. Wild. He's pretty pretty, pretty great. He chain smokes when he's not vaping, and he really does have the game. He's a little bit overweight, um, but that doesn't matter in golf. You and you gotta love a guy whose whose name has that many letters in it. So mm-hmm. I think my dark horse to win is gonna be is gonna be him because he is in pretty good form. He's not in the best form that he's been in, but. Um, You know like again this early 20s guy who has had some success at majors not a lot of success had some success on the pga tour around and especially on the european tour not as much on the pga tour really on the european tour has had some success but like hasn't really translated it yet could be that guy who kind of comes out of nowhere and and goes on a run and there's a lot of potential guys like that in in this year's field uh like avi barter shubankar sharma Sander Schofel, a lot of guys who could come out of nowhere to go along with all of those established veterans from a Rory McElroy, Jordan Spieth type of veteran to an Ian Poulter, Bubba Watson, um, Dustin Johnson, like more age level of veteran. There's there's guys all over the map here, you know. Mm-hmm. And there there's, you know, this is how it usually works with golf, but there are really 40 guys who could win. And it's usually like that with golf, but I don't know if going in you usually are thinking, Really, 40 guys could win this major. And you you really
2: are thinking that right now. Yeah, I mean, definitely a, uh, just a ton of names that, you know, wouldn't surprise you if they won. I think what makes the Masters so interesting is that you get guys like Mickelson who may, may not have looked good at all. This year he happened to look good. He's had one of his best starts in the last exactly. five years. But who just played Augusta over and over again, and they really bring it. 'Cause they know that course so well. And that's what you always used to see it a couple like for the last couple of years with Freddie Couples. He'd put together because like, he's old and he's played the course forever, but he yep. put together a solid Thursday, Friday. It's just a matter of like when you're that when you're at that age keeping your back and, you know, staying healthy for the four days and just, you know, staying fresh. But with those guys who have played the course for years now, the Bubba Watsons, the Mickelsons, the Woods, even the point now where Spieth and McElroy have dominated for the last couple of years just having that edge over people where they know they've been there before and they've really experienced Augusta and everything that comes with it um, can do wonders for you heading into the Sunday when you're you know, in a close race. Um, Any? do we we've gone through a lot of people who are you guys who are you guys going with if you had to put your money on somebody uh, to win the masters?
1: If I had to go with one guy, I would pick Sergio Garcia. He's a little bit out of the yeah the, the, re- the repeat winner he uh, went a long time before getting that master's win last year but he's been in pretty good form leading up to this one too uh, obviously the last year's masters is the best predictor of this year uh, for him uh, in terms of him winning but mm-hmm. he's a guy who's always played he's always looked like he could he, or his, his game has always played at Augusta and I think it's going to continue to you know this golf course doesn't really change that much so that's kind of the whole point mm-hmm. um, I think he's in pretty good form and he's just a guy I could see you know outlasting a tiger outlasting a young buck even outlasting a guy who's been there before, like speed through McIlroy. I just think Garcia is kind of the best of both worlds in terms of kind of a surprise pick, even though he won last year just because this field is so deep. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the veteran who's been there, who knows what he's doing and has kind of already validated himself and now is taken a little bit of the pressure off of last year's win. I really think he could stay loose. And even though he's not, I, I wouldn't say he's one of the main favorites, even though he won last year, but I, I do think he's got a really good shot at it. I'd pick Sergio Garcia if I had to pick one guy.
2: Hasn't been a repeat champ since two thousand one, two thousand two with Tiger. So yeah, be interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: not. I, 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 again, like there's so many chance. There's so many guys with
1: chances to win that nobody's particularly likely. Likely, like I give Sergio like a twenty, maybe less than twenty, like fifteen percent chance to win. But that's the best chance uh, for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going to go with uh, an old favorite of mine, Jordan Spieth. Uh, I like him a lot as a golfer and as a person. He's not who he was in 2015 when he had the three uh, major wins, uh, Masters, US Open, and the PGA. Yeah, he won the Open Championship in 17. This year hasn't been doing so hot, turned a nice showing at Houston. Um, and But for me, he is, again, he's a comfortable name for me as a fringe golf fan. I like him. Uh, that was one of the more... Entertaining Masters that I watched when he did win it in 15. I remember watching that. I remember enjoying it. Um, so, I like him. Uh, it's it's a, maybe a little idealistic on my part, but I do... Uh, I'm, he's, I'm definitely Spe- yeah, he's definitely no, I, in the conversation. He's definitely in the conversation. I think he, he's, he'll have a top 10 finish, maybe top 5. I, I don't think that's a dumb thing to say at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I'm i going to go with Smith here. All right. Both solid picks, I
2: would say. I would say Rory McIlroy. Good, pick I, think good that, pick. I mean, like, just he he feels here at Sports Choice After Dark, we believe in the law of being due. Uh, yeah. He yeah. put together four top 10 finishes at Augusta. I think he finally turned He's He's certainly around. the most dude. He won that's in, for sure. He won in March, uh, this March, so I think that that's who I would pick. But yeah, definitely will be exciting to watch, and we're very excited to continue listening to Jim Nance this weekend and his real natural habitat in the Butler cabin. So. Yep.
1: Um, yep. Augusta's weird, and the Masters is weird, but it's also very, very, very fun to watch.
2: That is true. Moving on now. Uh, we have to conclude with the lightning round. Uh, I do not have the tail of the tape on me. I believe Noah Kaufman, you are zero and two.
1: Zero oh, two with two eleven-point performances, though. I think.
2: Okay. So you know, so I, I show out well. Look,
1: you, gotta look look exactly. yeah, you gotta look at the points for points again. Exactly. You gotta look at the saber metrics when it comes to
0: this. <laughs> yeah, the RPI so, you know. is high. I lost on two sudden deaths, both times. Sudden wow. death right. losses. Yeah. Henry yeah. Demoor is one and one. I'm one and one with a with a very mediocre win and a blowout loss. All so. right. So, so that, anything can happen. So there's a happy favorite here, but <laughs> it sounds like you. You're the one who's <laughs> one
1: and one. And you're, hey, you're
0: you're the elder yeah. in the room here. Uh, there, hey, I'm, right. a half, I'm a half I'm game ahead of you, right.
1: or
2: a game you're ahead. Yeah, you. and, you're, and
1: you're the old. You're, you know, the older guy's always supposed to win. Right? Of course, he's, he's accumulated more knowledge.
2: Hey, that's it's not, it's not always the case, but we'll see. Of course, we've we've mm. had with previous sports directors the Philly sports special when Amit was uh, at the helm, the Brazilian soccer special with Austin, which was much less successful. I don't know if anyone actually ever got a Brazilian Uh, soccer I think Walker
1: got it against me because he looked, Looked he looked, no, well, he didn't look it up in the moment, but he like, he stared at Austin's Twitter feed ever since he knew he got he was going to do it. That's yeah, that he smart. He, Austin literally
0: told him to That's do it. That's how that. you study yeah. it. Yeah. Uh,
2: mine, I can assure you, will be much easier. I've decided okay. to go with the Wisconsin sports special. Okay. We were so close. We were
0: so close to having a Detroit, Detroit sports, sports, sports special. A Michigan sports
2: special. I know. Gosh. The problem is that <laughs> I like some Michigan sports teams, but I can't stand <laughs> others, like the uh, like the... Lions, sorry. Yeah, you're Henry. also a Packer fan. That's which, right. Whatever, so, I mean, I want to bring some love to them. And I, even the Wisconsin teams, Who I this, this won't really, we won't talk about the Brewers because I don't care about the Brewers. Yeah, I hate Wisconsin and Michigan, by the way, in terms right. of sports. So, so yeah. Gotta well, love the Midwest. Applies <laughs> for Wisconsin, <laughs> University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, here at WNUR, we're huge Bucks fans, obviously. Yes, definitely. Yep. Go no Bucks, go no Bucks. Green baby. Bay Packers, free, free, obviously. Um, Brewers? It, it'll be a little bit of everything, and it will be much easier. Uh, you guys can easily get this one, which, I, which is what we want. We want to have. You know, More know, scores, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like in
0: baseball. The higher scores look good. I
2: agree with you. Yeah, you know. All right. So we'll start, uh, rock, paper, scissors as tradition is always, um, to decide who gets to, who gets to pick. On
0: shoot or are you a barbarian? On shoot. Okay.
2: Noah Kaufman with rock, Henry Demore with scissors. Noah Kaufman, do you want to, uh, receive or defer if you, <laughs> if you take the first set of questions, it has the sports voice after dark athlete of the year, Nick Curios question of the week. Um, if you defer I, as pi- a, I picked
1: I nominated Nick curios by did. the way that is right
2: wow. and uh, the B1G Cats quizzer is in the second set oof well,
0: I'm gonna look bad if I don't get it. I don't that. know
1: I don't know if I want the curios of the week though because now I don't have to back it up I'm gonna take the Big Cats quizzer uh, you will defer
2: yeah alright Henry Damore first set of questions oh boy We're, so we'll start with the easy ones for one point each who was named the Naismith Player of the Year this past weekend Jalen Brunson. That's right. One point for Henry Damore. Second question. The St. Louis Rams acquired this receiver today on Tuesday in exchange for a first-round draft pick. Brandy Cooks. That's right. Two points for Henry Damore. Third easy question. Who scored two goals in his MLS debut for the LA Galaxy on Saturday? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. That's right. Three for three on the easy set of questions. Uh, Moving on to the medium set. Question four. Who hit the first home run of the MLB season this year? Oh, shoot. Um...
0: Oh my goodness. Uh
2: It was on the first pitch of the season. Hey. Too. Hey. Hey, that
1: doesn't No happen. helping.
0: Um Hold on. No, I I know this. <laughs> we'll give you Cubs c- um shoot. Uh um, I'll give you 5 seconds. It was a whole thing. It happened, it Yeah. it was a The whole thing. yep. <laughs>
2: Yeah, assist, the first an assist away. for me. I'll give it to him. It's the first, it's the first lightning round for me. We want the, that's okay, the that's high okay. scores. I yeah, want excitement. Exactly. Five points for Henry Damore. You do have your steal, of course, if he gets yeah, one yeah. wrong. Yeah. Uh, moving on to question five. This past week, a horse named after an NFL player qualified for the Kentucky Derby. Can you name the player and, by by definition, the
0: horse? Well, I have no idea. Um Adama Kung Su. No. The horse is... No. Yeah. no? No steal. <laughs> <if you laughs> I do not know. You horse... got excited. I saw you move there for
1: a
2: second. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I was know. like, how many gods The horse get is this? named Gronkowski. So there will be oh. a horse named Gronkowski I in the Kentucky guess so. Derby. Yeah. All right. Uh, your final medium question. Which player... That's a great horse name, by the no, way. No, no, yeah. I agree. Which player ended his 0 for 13 slump to start the season by tweeting, I will get a hit in it repeatedly before a game on Monday? Or Hayward.
0: Or Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward.
2: Uh, neither, neither of those no it was no. Fowler <laughs> shoot well okay so this is the final
1: medium one right yeah I could wait for I could wait to try to you steal you can wait one. to use it yeah uh,
0: who was it he's who, already what? got
1: five that's a lot um, what
0: no name freaking out or what like generic you, you said it yeah okay I did okay. yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so I could I'm just not gonna let you steal it, steal it. cause he said it okay okay that's sorry fine. that's fine I was thinking about it
2: anyways that's okay I'll, I'll go for the three okay if it gets contentious and you want the yeah that's fine that's fine uh, your first hard question. You have five points. Question seven. This tight end was picked
0: up by the Jets in free agency on Monday. Um, <clears throat> I saw the headline. I don't remember the name. Um, Eric Ebron. It was... I don't know. No, you don't know? Yeah, I don't know.
2: Uh, Clive Walford, former right. Raider. Moving on to your Nick Kyrgios question of the week. <laughs> uh, question 8. This past weekend, our SPAD Athlete of the Year lost in the fourth round of the 2018 ATP and WTA Miami Open. Who did he lose to? He <laughs> just gets any tennis Novak Djokovic. That was not Novak Djokovic. Oh, I know who won the Miami <laughs> Open.
1: And I know who finished second in the Miami Open. But I don't know who beat Kyrgios. Ugh. I can't steal it. No? I have to see if I know the third one.
2: Alexander Zverev. It was Zverev. Okay, I knew that. Zverev lost to to Isner in Mm -hmm. the last... Oh, well. Moving on, five points for Henry Demore. Your final hard question uh, is also a Philly sports special. We're not going to have that every week, but it's about the Sixers, so we'll figure we give a Mitt a shout-out. Who led the 76ers with 22 points in their 119-102 win over Charlotte on Sunday? J.J. Reddick. It's not J.J. Reddick. Close, though. Oh, okay. I guess I have to steal this one, right? Because it's the is last one. Well. We you get the Wisconsin Sports Specials. <clears throat> that's that's that's. He's gonna have that one. You can steal that one for four if you want. Okay. If he that's assuming he doesn't get it. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know who it is, so I'm not gonna try to steal. No. Marco yeah. Bellinelli. All right. Some Interesting. Yeah. It's close. Three point shooter. <clears>
0: wing. <clears> yeah. So he's yeah, got five
2: right now. He's got five heading into <laughs> Wisconsin <laughs> to Wisconsin Sports. This is
0: this is doable for you, man. This-
2: uh, your Wisconsin sports special. Which former Badger player was signed to an NBA contract for the rest of the season? I'm giving you two points for that and two points if you can tell me the uh, the team that signed him. Because there aren't a lot of Wisconsin players in the NBA.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, so I'm going to say there was a headline I missed and Kaminsky with... Uh, Quincy's <laughs> uh, with, with got a guaranteed contract yeah, He's still on the short right, I'll go for the steal But I
2: don't think I'm going to get it All right. Koenig It's not Koenig Koenig's uh, in the D-League
1: somewhere I think he's on the Grand See Apple that was, why it was my best guess I, yeah. I was pretty sure he was in the G-League And maybe he got picked
2: up by somebody Was it Hayes? Uh, it was Hayes It was, was Hayes picked up by the Kings uh, The rest of the I was season. thinking about
1: I was going to either do Hayes or Koenig
2: all good. Uh. Five points for Henry Demore. All is, right, I feel good. I feel very good doable that. for very you, doable. you, Noah yeah. Kaufman. We'll start with uh, your first easy question. Which university announced on Monday that they will not be joining the Mountain West Conference? Gonzaga. That's right. One point. Heading into your second easy question. Which college coach won the Men's AP Coach of the Year Award last week? Tony Bennett. Yep, two points. This player made Champions League history on Tuesday when he scored his 10th consecutive game. Uh, he scored in his 10th consecutive game versus Houston This, this to today, today, as in Tuesday. Today. Cristiano Ronaldo. That's right. And then he had the bicycle kick after that. That was pretty great. Three for three on, uh, on your easy questions. Moving on to the medium questions. Which player had an in Inside the Park home run on Monday against the Angels, his first since 2007? Edwin Encarnacion. He won one in
1: 2007? He did. I would have thought well, he would never have hit one. That's what yeah. I would have
2: thought. Uh, five points for Noah Kaufman heading into the fifth question. Which pair of brothers announced their retirement from the NHL after 18 seasons on Monday? The Sedin Twins? Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. give it to you. Seven Edric points. Henrik and Daniel? Yep, seven points for Noah Kaufman. We'll, we'll keep going to see who... Henry Damore also has a steal. Yeah, he could, he could steal. He could, he could take it from me. Golf question. Who won last week's Houston Open with a score of 19 under? It was Ian Poulter. It Won was. in the playoff. Nine points for Noah Kaufman. Heading into your hard questions. This backup quarterback agreed to a contract with the Chargers on Monday. No clue. Um, I guess I might as well guess. Um, no, <laughs> I saw this happening. it.
1: Um, was it Brett Hundley? It
2: was not Brett Hundley, he's he he still on the
1: pass. Steel. Okay. I only know so many backup quarters. Oh my goodness, I saw this stupid. Uh, gotta I'm remember, it doesn't matter if you get it.
0: I could tie here. No, 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 no you it's three points. So you might want to shoot. You should okay.
1: probably wait and not use your steel here. Okay. Might i mean, give you some well. free advice. Yeah. Because you should use no, it. On the four no, player. I was under the impression. For whatever reason, here. I thought it was four yeah. points. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, yeah, and you're gonna tell me who it is I'm gonna yeah. kick myself Gino Smith Gino Gino Love Gino
2: Moving on to question 8 Your B1G Cats quizzer Which right.
0: softball player
2: earned her third weekly Big uh. Ten weekly award this season as freshman of the week mm. I know you're oh, a softball Oh the freshman fan.
1: God yeah, I gave you a hint uh, Oh she hit a I saw she hit a couple homers this week I just do not remember the name I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come up with the name
2: Don't Wanna Steal that nice
1: no. was Yeah, who was it? Rachel Lewis. Rachel Lewis. Yeah. I saw the tweet. Third, yeah. I saw the tweet. I, didn't, I don't know if I saw the tweet that she won freshman of the week, but I knew it was her because she mm-hmm. had...
2: Sorry about hitting the homers. Softball's on fire, by the way. They're Shout different. out to softball. Yeah, they're great. Love it. Um, question nine. Final hard question. Who led the Sacramento Kings with 19 points in their <laughs> exhilarating 84-83 win over the Lakers mm-hmm. on Sunday? Buddy healed. It was Buddy Heal. Whoa! Pulled that one out. I figured,
1: you know, out of the season, maybe Buddy's getting some run.
2: Wow. 12 points for Noah Kaufman heading into the Wisconsin Sports Special. Henry, you can't win even if you get nope. it wrong. I would say this is one of the. It's eas- good for the score. If yeah, can knock it.
0: knock down the score differential maybe.
2: It's one of the easier Wisconsin sports specials. Uh, most people know by now the NCAA women's basketball tournament ended on a buzzer beater. Yeah. What some may not know is the player who hit the game-winning shot has a brother. Dariagumba Wallet was Daria Wallet, yeah. running back for the Wisconsin. He managers. tweeted about it. I love Daria.
1: Did. That that that's a great family, man. Gotta so, love
2: it. Sixteen to five is the final. Like I said, an easier Wisconsin sports special. I thought it was a harder slate of questions. I figured. I agree. Gino Smith, Rachel mm-hmm. Lewis, Buddy Heald. Probably yeah, the only reason I knew it was because I've been reading about Erika like since she hit the show. I mean, it was great. That's why I we didn't talk about her a lot at the beginning of the show because I didn't want to give too much of a tip. Like, yeah,
0: but yeah, yeah. I figured I figured that was going to be incorporated in some way. Yeah,
2: exactly. But oh well, sixteen close to the record, not the record. I still what have is the that. Record? Nineteen. Yeah. Austin put an asterisk by it cause because like, it was an easy slate of questions, but that might be the one. First thing I do is produce You gave me you gave remove me a the asterisk. Yeah, you you can take it out now. Yeah, exactly. You gave me you gave me a pretty a pretty doable slate. I wouldn't call it easy, but Like I said, oh, we, want, doable we want high scores, we'll only right. keep getting better. So, thank you so much, great show guys.